<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. This is the show that respects your intelligence. We honor you as a citizen and we bring you strong guests with real insight rooted in their own experience on the front lines. We're honored to today be joined by Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz, many of you know, is the former UFC light heavyweight world champion. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a successful businessman and entrepreneur. Tito also recently threw his hat into the political ring in his hometown of Huntington Beach, California. He's one of the newest members of the Huntington Beach City Council. Uh, Tito, so good to have you on, man. Thanks for joining us. Rob, thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate it. You bet. Now, look, you grew up in Huntington Beach. I understand you started wrestling there in high school. You've got a successful business there. You've got your family there. And you've said that now you want to step up after this tremendous career in the UFC, in MMA, and you said that you wanted to fight for your hometown. Why was that so important to you? Well, it's really important to me uh, because once you have skin in the game, you know, as I talk about skin in the game, is my children and uh, the future of of what they're going to grow up to and what they're going to be around. It's in my hands as a father, and I got to make sure I step up and give back to my community, not just the future of my children, but the future of our commu- my community's children. And it's really, really important to make sure I do the right decisions and common sense and with integrity. And it's very important. Through my life, I've been through ups and downs like no other. Um, I've seen the deepest and darkest uh, things you possibly can think of to the most exciting, glorious things that uh, God has been able to give me through hard work and dedication in my life. So I look back on it and it's time to give back to my city that they give back so much to me. Beautiful, man. Now, one of the things that you talked about during the campaign was that you wanted to make your hometown safe again. I know you were a big supporter uh, of law enforcement. And one of the things that you've talked a lot about is the importance of supporting our men and women on the front lines in law enforcement. Talk with our viewers a little bit about why that's so important to you. Well, why it's so important to me, I mean, we need uh, law and order in every city, every state, every uh, in this full country. I mean, it's really, really important to have law and order. And these officers that uh, go about their work anywhere from 10 to 12 hour shifts, uh, it's draining. The roller coaster these guys go on every single day for the year after years after years that they do it. I have nothing but respect for them. And the only way I was able to do that was to do a ride along. I did a ride along. Uh, in uh, the Wilshire district in Los Angeles and to see what they went through, you know, the graveyard shift. And they said, yeah, you're going to come out for a couple hours. They're like, uh, can I stay for the whole shift? Yeah. They're going to stay here for 12 hours. I said, I want to know what you guys are doing. I want to see the emotional roller coaster you guys go through. And let me tell you, that emotional roller coaster was wild. Uh, from call to call, racing from spot to spot, the stuff they have to uh, deal with is just, um, gosh, I don't know what we do if we didn't have our officers, man. A lot of these people don't understand uh, what these officers go through and what they deal with from day to day to day life. And I, I just wish uh, people that second guess what officers do to go to different countries where they, they don't have any protection. 
they don't have any protection from police. And to deal with that, I think people get to realize that how honorable to be an officer is, but uh, how much they need to support our police. Supporting our, our men and women in blue is very, very important because without uh, safety and uh, security throughout our cities, it's just, uh, it's scary. Lawlessness, lawlessness will happen and we don't need that. We need to make sure that our city is protected at all times. Yeah, I remember when I came back from Iraq, it was the first time I'd ever really worked with law enforcement like you, went on some ride-alongs. I wish every American had that experience of seeing what it's like on the front lines, seeing what our men and women in law enforcement really do for our community every single day and, and every single night. Now, Tito, one of the things that you've also talked a lot about is how essential it is to preserve people's freedoms, to keep our businesses open. And you've also been clear that Huntington Beach is going to move forward with your Christmas celebrations. Talk a bit about why that's so important for you and the community. Well, I think what's really important right now is uh, the community of our economy needs to be opened back up. Small businesses need to be opened back up. These are people that have uh, sacrificed their lives over the last 30 years to build their city, or excuse me, to build their businesses to be what they are today. And people are so used to going out to dinner and uh, enjoying a, a family dinner, but now everything is closed down. And it's, um, gosh, I, I, I gotta make sure, I'm not politically correct, so I'm not gonna say politically correct. I wish they just open everything up and make sure everybody's safe. And it's very important. Now we go to our uh, Huntington Beach uh, Christmas parade that we have every single year. This is the first year that we did not have a 4th of July parade, which brings in a lot of revenue. Um, mm -hmm. And that, had to see that happen in 4th of July, but now we're at Christmas time and you're not gonna steal the Christmas spirit away from Huntington Beach. This is a very conservative city. And I, I really uh, am thankful that Eric Peterson, who will be the, um, uh, the leader of the parade was actually uh, the Grand Marshal, excuse me, um, is making this happen. And the community coming together and making this happen because the Christmas spirit needs to be held for every family um, in the United States and especially here in Huntington Beach. That's how much we care about um, our city and the Christmas spirit. Very cool, man. And I know a lot of times at the holidays, people's thoughts turn. There's a lot of positive attention for the U.S. military, for our men and women who are serving overseas. Uh, you are also a big supporter of the United States military, which I personally very much appreciate. You've been a supporter of the military, supporter of veterans. Uh, talk a little bit about why that is also so important to you. Well, I mean, I, I never really understood it until I went to Iraq, you know, uh, 2005 to 2011. I went every year right before uh, either uh, summer or Christmas or Thanksgiving just to kind of raise the morale. Just for that 30 minutes or that hour, I'm with that group of from five guys and women to, gosh, 2,000. Um, but make them believe that uh, just for those hours that I was with them, that they are at home. They had home there with them. And I talk about team leadership, um, teamwork, uh, hard work, things that you guys sacrifice to be where you are today for our country, to being true patriots. Um, how can I give back? And being able to go to Iraq and doing that, being able to visit every base across the United States almost, uh, it was, a, you know, I'm thankful for it. I'm very, very thankful for it. But the men and women who sacrificed the time from their families, uh, from normal life to give their family a better future by protecting our country and being patriots of our country, I'm very, very thankful. Um, this Christmas, we'll be doing something also with uh, American Soldier Network, uh, Annie Nielsen. Uh, who's the president of that. Uh, I'll be helping with her. We usually go down to Balboa um, Military Hospital 
And this this year, we'll actually be doing it at Camp Pendleton. So I try to give back as much as possible. It's important as uh, just not just being a patriot, but being an American, being proud of our soldiers because they sacrificed so much uh, for us. Very cool, man. Well, as somebody who was in Iraq at 06, 07, I very much appreciate you. And for, for our viewers who, who aren't from California, they should know Balboa's, uh, the big uh, medical center down there in San Diego, Camp Pendleton, big Marine Corps base right there in, in Southern California. So, you know, I wanna, I wanna shift gears uh, just a little bit. You know, uh, right now is for a lot of Americans, it's still, it's a tough time. Uh, you've been through some tremendous battles, tremendous fights in your life, in your career. What's your message to your fellow Americans about how to deal with fear, about how to keep fighting when things get hard? Well, you know, life is not easy. Life is very difficult. Um, and I came to realize that when I became a father, how, how hard life truly, truly is to make sure you produce something great for your children. Um, when you get kicked on the floor or kicked to the floor or knocked off the horse, you got to make sure you have enough courage to step up and um, see the problems you have. See what uh, you can do better for yourself. Wake up every single day with a goal and look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. You know, um, with me, I mean, usually whenever I go out, I don't have a big entourage with me. I'm by myself or with my family, um, or maybe one or two friends at the most. But at the end of the day, when I look in the mirror and I brush my teeth, I got to be honest with myself. Have I carried myself with uh, integrity? Have I carried myself with respect and values that hold tightly to my heart that I try to share with my children? And I do. And I want to make sure everybody that are going through hard times right now that, yes, life is challenging, but it's a challenge from God, mm -hmm. a challenge to see what type of character you are. Are you a quitter? Do you want to be a victim or do you want to be a victor? And in my life, I've always chose to be a victor. And there's always been so many forks in the road that I could have made the, the wrong turn, the left turn, or I made the right turn, the, which was the right way. And I have done that through my life. You got to lead by example. And the only way I can lead by example through my children is doing the things I tell them not to do or to do. Very cool. And one of the things also that, that I love that you've touched on, and you touch on this a lot when you talk to troops, when you talk to veterans, when you talk to law enforcement, is that a lot of times when people look at MMA, they think of it as a one-person sport. They see the guy who's in the ring. But you've always emphasized the importance of teamwork, the importance of a mission mindset. Talk a little bit about how you want to bring that sense of teamwork and mission mindset to the work that you're doing today. Well, um, you know, since I first started, I came to realize, you know, coming from a wrestling background that uh, I had to work as hard as I possibly could. It was never really a team um, mentality because I made the mistake of not drilling enough. I'm not doing my four mile runs. I'm not lifting weights every day. But then when I got into mixed martial arts, I had to do kickboxing. I had to do boxing. I had to do jujitsu. I had to do wrestling. I had to do weight training. I had to do, uh, you know, my... Uh, what I intake to my body. I mean, there's so many things that I had to do to make sure that I sacrificed to become great, but I had to learn from each one of these martial arts and put it together. And having a team like that made me a world champion. And I'm very thankful for that. Well, we take that same mentality into the city council of trying to be a leader. And everybody's on the city council. There's seven in total, but each one has their positive or their mm -hmm. strengths they all add together and make a team of... Uh, Huntington Beach, and once again, trying to make this uh, city safe again. And it's important, not just to me, but for my children and to the community. That's why the community spoke and they voted for me number one. And I was very thankful of it. Awesome. Well, folks, that's Tito Ortiz, UFC Hall of Famer, light heavyweight champion, who is now 
fighting for his fellow citizens in Huntington Beach, big supporter of the police, law enforcement, and our military. Great to be with them. Stay right with us here on Actionable Intelligence. We'll be back with Ted Nugent in just a minute. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. This is the show that respects your intelligence. We honor you as a citizen, and we're proud to bring you people with strong opinions. And today, we're honored to be a joint, joined by a man who has carved a permanent place in rock and roll history as the ultimate guitar-shredding showman, selling more than 40 million albums in the process. He's a lifelong outdoorsman who believes in preserving the great outdoors for future generations of hunters and fishermen. He was honored as Michigan's Conservationist of the Year and one of the top 25 most influential people, according to Outdoor Life magazine. He's a strong political ally of President Trump and the Republican Party, campaigning for the president in both the 2016 and 2020 elections. In fact, you might say it's some of the only times in his career where he was the opening act. God bless real Michigan. God bless real America. God bless the greatest president in our lifetime, Donald Trump. We will make America great again, and we will make Michigan great again. Won't we? Live it up. Have Live a great up. hunting a season. Great you may know him as the Motor City Madman or the host of the top-rated podcast, Spirit Campfire. But here on Actionable Intelligence, we just call him a friend of the show, Ted Nugent. Ted, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I know you campaigned with the president and his team, and I want to talk about that in just a bit. Uh, but first, it's the holiday season, and one of the things that you've been involved in in years past has been Hunt for the Hungry, where you go out and you encourage hunters to gather and donate food to local food shelters. Talk with our audience a little bit about why that's been so important to you. Well, there's no more powerful healing than nature, Eric, and I've been doing it for 72 years, clean and sober. And uh, we started a Hunters for the Hungry program probably 31 years ago, and in different states, Sportsmen Against Hunger, Hunters for the Hungry, and we donate literally, Eric, over a quarter of a million, 250, no, I take that back, a quarter of a billion, 
250 million hot meals of venison every year for 31 plus years to soup kitchens and homeless shelters. And there's no better, more nutritious, more delicious, more natural organic protein than venison. So we're doing God's work. And it's what the Nugent family eats exclusively, at least for the last 40 some years. But I've always been a hunter, a fisherman and a trapper. And those dynamics of participating hands on with God's miraculous creation I tell you, that's how I get high. That's why I remain clean and sober. And that's why my guitar doesn't gently weep because there's a tooth, fang and claw aboriginal dynamic to this lifestyle. And it's perfect. Beautiful. And Ted, first, I want to know, what'd you get this morning? You know, I got you know, three I got very three tired very dogs. Tired Coco is a canine German Shepherd, the greatest duck-hunting German Shepherd in the world. Sadie is six years old today. She's my yellow lab. And Happy is my blackmouth cur Catahoula yellow lab. We got five beautiful ducks. And Eric, I could have cried. I got a triple on the first volley, which is a miracle. And all three dogs went in. Coco went really far. She's a German Shepherd. And here comes my beloved dogs with three ducks swimming through the murky pond and they brought them to dad. You're talking to the happiest guitar player on the planet this morning. So I got some beautiful ducks and they're delicious. That's a beautiful start to the morning. And I, and I, wanna, I wanna talk about your conservation background for a minute, because for those who don't know, you were named Michigan's Conservationist of the Year. You've also called President Trump the most conservation-focused president in history. For our viewers who may not have grown up hunting and fishing, give them a sense for the important role that hunters and fishermen play in conservation and why that's so important. Well, I'll summarize it as simply as I could because I could go on forever celebrating the dynamic of this outdoor lifestyle. Hunting, fishing, and trapping is perfect conservation. It's the most positive environmental benefit mankind can participate in. Ultimately, not only is it fun because it's get up early in the morning with the dogs or you climb your tree with your bow and arrow, it's really a lot of fun. It's incredible sport because it's so challenging. You have to practice, aim small, miss small, the samurai spirit of excellence with your bow and arrow, your shotgun, or your rifle. And it's the ultimate meat. I mean, it's the ultimate diet in the world. You want organic. You're talking to the organic daddy here. And it's conservation. But let me summarize it by saying that at the end of the day, everybody's quality of life, air, soil, and water quality, can only come from one place, wildlife habitat that is balanced and productive and wildlife habitat that is balanced, healthy, thriving, and productive can only be accomplished if you reduce and harvest the surplus each year that God has made renewable and make room for next year's production of fawns and cubs and calves and the rabbits and the pheasant, the quail and the grouse, the woodcock and the squirrels, everybody. They're going to have babies, but the ground is not going to expand. So you harvest during their natural season Thanksgiving of harvest. And while you're doing it, I got to tell you, I'm 72 years old. I can outrun, outjump, outclimb, outshoot any 20-year-old out there. That might be bragging, but it's actually very accurate because it cleanses the soul. It fortifies your batteries. It gives you a spiritual reinvigorated energy. And again, what is the accomplishment? Clean air, soil, and water from the habitat that we pay trillions of dollars 
for our licenses and, and travel and food and lodging and groceries and permits and fees and the taxes we put on ourselves that goes to wildlife habitat. If everybody who has a, a breath of fresh air today really knew where it came from, they'd say, Thank you, Uncle Ted. Thank you, hunters, fishermen, and trappers for providing me clean air, soil, and water from this precious wild ground that you manage perfectly. And it, it is precious. It is beautiful. It's something that I wish every American had the opportunity uh, to experience. And you know, Ted, one of the other things that you've been a big supporter of for a long time, and, and that might even be an understatement, is the Second Amendment. In fact, you go back, I think it was almost 20 years ago, you wrote your book titled God, Guns, and Rock and Roll. You've been supporting the Second Amendment and people's right to gun ownership for decades now. Why is this so important to you? Well, life is important. God gave me the gift of life, and he gave my wife, Shemaine, the gift of life. He gave my children the gift of life. What could be more duty-bound then safeguarding those gifts from evil. And we all know that evil exists. In fact, evil is being let out of jail by the leftists every day. Evil is being uh, encouraged and, 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 and compensated by the left every day. So we have an absolute moral, intellectual, and I believe spiritual obligation, Eric, to defend ourselves from the evil that exists. It has always existed. It's always going to exist. And if you are unarmed and helpless, you are unarmed and helpless, and evil loves unarmed and helpless victims. So the don't tread on me battle cry is as instinctual as motherhood, entrepreneurism, freedom, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and you can't do it if you're unarmed and helpless. And I can show you a whole bunch of dead bodies that were unarmed and helpless, so that's a bad choice to make. So I would recommend you remain cocked, locked, and ready to rock the Glock, Doc, because your life is worth protecting. And without the Second Amendment, some punk can do to you whatever he damn well pleases. Folks, we'll be back with Ted Nugent right after this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. We are continuing our conversation with Ted Nugent. Hey, Ted, you spent quite a bit of time out there campaigning with the president and his team. It's an experience that most Americans couldn't have. Give them a sense for what that was like. Well, first of all, I'm humbled beyond a description, Eric. Uh, and when I am out campaigning for the Constitution, God, family, country, law and order, which is what this great president represents, I really feel a spirit of all those American families that celebrate God, family, country, work ethic, law and order, you know, all that controversial stuff. What a crazy time we're in. So I'm gonna, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a tuned in guy. If you're gonna kill a deer with a bow and arrow, you gotta be approaching omniscience. And I'm not, I'm not omniscient, but sometimes I get damn close. I absorb such a force of energy and positive spirit from this great man 
that is accented, accentuated, and, and, and fanned by those working hard, playing hard Americans that show up at every one of these rallies for this great president and for the great president's great son. I was out there with Don Jr. also. But I think the reason they invited the old goofy guitar player is because I've always stood up for being the best that you can be, to uh, make sacrifices and take risks so that you're in the asset column. You're not comfortably numb and draining from your family. You're not lounging and, and, and floundering so that you drain from your neighborhood. You get up early, you be the best that you can be, and you're productive. And at the end of the day, you're worn out because you put your heart and soul into everything you did, and you're in the asset column. That's what this president represents. And I already knew it going in before the 2016 campaign, but boy, oh boy, even though my core beliefs are unmovable, Eric, they've never been stronger because of the people and the spirit of this great president. It was so fortifying and undeniable. Talking about self-evident truth, that's what I witnessed every night, and I was moved. If I was a dangerous man before the campaign, I'm even more dangerous now because I will not bend, I will not compromise, and this is the greatest president in our lives because he takes a chance. He's the man in the arena. And Ted, give us our viewers a sense too, like when you were on the road with the president in the days leading up to the election, I'm sure you saw some really remarkable sights. You talked to some incredible Americans, what stood out to you most? What did you learn about the country seeing those rallies up close? Well, Eric, I'm a little spoiled as it is because I've always been a hunter and there's nothing like a hunting camp. It's virtually uninhibited dialogue and exchange of beliefs and ideas from every imaginable perspective, from sincere and emotional freedom-based quality of life dialogue to just crazy fun stuff. Um, and that is the essence of the American family, I believe, is that uninhibitedness. They're not afraid to express themselves, though we see a lot of that nowadays because of the big tech uh, uh, censorship out there and the suppression of, of, of controversial ideas or counter ideas. But what the, what the time with the president reminded me, and again, re-fortified with me, is that that, that American demand of freedom. It's not just the celebration of freedom. We demand that freedom. We know what's in the Constitution. We know it's in the Bill of Rights. I'm just a guitar player, but I get, you know, I'm not being too cocky here. I could have wrote that. I could have wrote the self-evident truth that I'm allowed to say and I'm allowed to do and that I get to have arms, not just the king. I get to have security from intrusive governments. I know that stuff. I know it in my heart and soul. And those people are alive and well. And I got to tell you, they are me. I am them. I hunt with them. I hang with them. I rock with them. I communicate with them. I do charity work for every imaginable military charity, law enforcement charity, first responders charity, children's charities, conservation charities. And I'm surrounded by these great, giving, loving, generous, caring people every day of my life. And those words describe the spirit, the essence of a Donald Trump supporter and their everywhere, Eric. California, we got them. New Jersey, New York, Illinois, Michigan. Michigan used to be the arsenal of democracy. Now it's a political suburb of San Francisco. It's heartbreaking. But the real working hard, playing hard American families, Eric, they're 
everywhere. That's why he drew the largest crowds in the history of politics and heard for the first time, Eric, in the history of politics where 20,000 people said something they've never said to a politician before. We love you. We love you, they said to the president. What does that tell you? Well, and you know, one of the things too that I love about what you what you do on your on your podcast as well, Ted, is that you you're talking to real Americans, you're talking to interesting people, you're talking, you're letting these voices come out. And one of the things I want to turn to censorship in a minute, but one of the things that you've also done is that through this incredibly crazy summer that we had, where you had politicians coming out talking about defunding the police or people who were dishonoring the police. Uh, you and I, we've always stayed incredibly strong in our support for law enforcement. Talk with our viewers a little bit about why that is so important right now to have the backs of our law enforcement officers. Well, you know, again, I hope people can bear with me because I'm just a guitar player. But what have I talked about with you today, Eric? Where does quality of life come from? It comes from conservation, clean air, soil, and water. It comes from the hunting, fishing, trapping, conservation duty. Where does quality of life come from? Taking good care of yourself. I've mentioned I've been clean and sober for 72 years. I think this is an important battle cry. And now, what is equally important to quality of air, soil, and water and being the best that you can be? Being free of crime, which is pivotal upon the warriors, the sheepdogs, the, the heroes. That was Ted Nugent talking with me earlier today about the heroism of law enforcement. Well, here on America's Voice, each day we want to honor the sacrifice of the men and women who place themselves in harm's way to protect and defend our communities. The Tunnel the Towers Foundation is featuring one fallen officer each day between now and the end of the year. Today on Actionable Intelligence, we want to honor Special Agent Michael Walter of the Virginia State Police. Special Agent Michael Walter gave his life on May 27, 2017 in Richmond, in Richmond, Virginia, while investigating a suspicious vehicle while on patrol with Richmond City Police. Michael was a United States Marine Corps combat veteran of Operation Desert Storm and an 18-year veteran with the Virginia State Police. He leaves behind his wife, Jamie, and two sons, Austin and Mason Walter, and daughter, Addison. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation paid off the mortgage on his Virginia home as part of the 2020 Season of Hope. We are forever grateful to Michael Walter and the Walter family for their sacrifice. Home. Home. Something to be proud of. Home. Safe. Comfort. Worthy of protection. Family. Home. I was deployed to Afghanistan. I was on patrol. March 26, 2010. During a dismounted patrol. I happened to step in the wrong spot. And took a sniper round into the chest. This is the date I was hit. I lost my legs almost immediately. I lost my left hand and both my legs above the knee. My arm was gone, so I closed my eyes, thinking to myself, if I just keep breathing, I will make it home to my wife. I just wanted to serve my country. Every day I'm still adapting to this new life. It was hard having everybody change their lifestyle to take care of me. A typical home doesn't feel like home to me. They have to carry my chair up the stairs. The hardest thing in my life is to have to call and yell for my children to help pick me off the bathroom floor. Where do you go when home is a home anymore? This is Mark Wahlberg. There are over 1,000 families that need our help. Tunnel to Towers is honoring those heroes that risk their lives by providing them with mortgage-free homes. Yes, I'm on the waiting list to have a home built. It's going to be amazing. The smart home technology, it makes my life a whole lot easier. 
and it's 100% accessible. It's built to fit my needs. For me to gain independence again would be just amazing. Be able to just take care of myself as an individual. This home will allow me to be self-sufficient. It'll help me live my life. It gives me back some of my dignity, who I used to be. There is a waiting list for houses. This is the waiting list. There are a lot of people on that list, yeah. There are a lot of guys like me out there. Maybe too many. Gives you back your dignity, your pride, your self-perseverance. Thanks to Talented Towers, I'm gonna have all these freedoms given back to me. Home. Personal. Safety. Dignity. Family. Independence. Confidence. It's the American dream, isn't it? Home. I'd like to ask you to contribute $11 a month to support their efforts. Please visit TomofTheTower.org. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. This is the show that brings you strong views from people that are on the front lines. And I'm very happy that now we're joined now by a good friend of mine, Mark Cox. Mark is the host of the Mark Cox Morning Show. It's on 97.1 Talk FM in St. Louis, Missouri. Mark, it's really great to have you on the show. Eric, thanks for having me today. It's great to see you. You bet, man. Hey, one of the things that I've always enjoyed about your show, Mark, is that you have on Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, independents who engage in a free exchange of ideas. One of the things that we're hearing from so many of our viewers that they're really concerned about right now is what they're seeing as censorship, especially censorship of conservative views. They're seeing that censorship, especially coming from big tech. What's your sense for where we're at as a country right now in terms of the threat that censorship poses to this free exchange of ideas? It's never been greater. There's no doubt about it. You know, particularly, you know, I don't see it as much in my social media, I'll have to say. I mean, I, I see the warnings on Twitter. I see the warnings on Facebook. I've yet to be blocked, uh, even though I mm -hmm. certainly post my strong opinions on there. What I see is that, and I'm glad that Congress is starting to address this because it's long past due, uh, these big tech platforms have to be treated just like uh, they would be if they were a television network. Uh, they're yeah. not. They're given a free pass to, to squash ideas, and we, we've, it's a threat to our democracy. There's no doubt about that, right? We, we see it all the time. When it comes to the network level, it is it is uh, it is bias uh, by mm -hmm. exclusion. There's no doubt about that, right? Yes. You're, you're, I know because I have these people on my radio show, and people call in, and they may have just um, happened to be driving down the road and hit search, and they end up on my radio show, and they'll call in, and I'm talking about things they haven't heard of before. Why is yeah. that? Because if they watch ABC or NBC or CBS or you know CNN, obviously uh, one of the big ones. They didn't. They didn't hear about Hunter Biden. They they, they didn't hear about uh, you know a, th a thousand different affidavits of people witnessing uh, illegal activity during the last election. 
they don't know about those things. So I, there's no doubt about it that it's happening, and it's happening across all of these platforms at the same time. Yeah, and I think one of the big threats is that these are important stories. It's important for people understand, to understand about what Hunter Biden and former Vice President Joe Biden were engaged in. And it's important to investigate. We now have hundreds of affidavits of people who've come forward who've signed their name under oath saying that they were ordered to participate in election fraud. And I just, it really galls me that people aren't getting that kind of information. Talk about, if you would, from your perspective, the actual threat that this represents to the republic. I mean, the First Amendment says very clearly that there's freedom of expression, and there's that great quotation that says that censorship is really a mark of a weak society. It's a society when you feel like you can't entertain opposing points of view. And I really feel like censorship is a mark of, of weakness. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that completely. You know, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm thinking back to 2016, the reaction mm. to the people left of center in this country after Donald Trump won the election in 2016. They didn't believe it. Um, they, they wanted to blame it on some imaginary Russian threat that we now know was, was made up by Hillary Clinton and, right. and acknowledged uh, by transcripts we've seen from, from the White House. We know that Barack Obama yeah. and, for that matter, uh, the vice president uh, were in on it. They knew from the beginning. Uh, well, now fast forward four years later, and those same people want to tell you that you're crazy for believing right. that there was fraud in this election on a widespread basis, right? Um, and to, to the point that they want you taken out of the picture if you disagree with them. That's how far yeah, we've gone. They dragged out this, this opposition to Donald Trump for four years, dragged us through it in the Mueller investigation, through an impeachment, anything they could to undermine his presidency. Suddenly, we're supposed to forgive and forget and say, oh, ignore that. We're going to move forward with a Biden administration. I don't, mean, I don't know many people that are willing to do that, Eric, and, 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 and that's the threat. When, when will conservatives regain the confidence in the system if we don't come out of this process, whether, whether it ends up keeping Donald Trump in office or not, if we don't come out of this yeah. process with a very clear answer as to why elections are run the way they're run now in major cities like Philadelphia and Atlanta, uh, right. it's going to undermine credibility in our election system. That's the greatest threat I can think of. Well, and, and I think also one of the things that we've, you and I have talked about in, in the past and that we're seeing now across the country is a lot of people are stepping forward and they're incredibly frustrated with Republicans. And a lot of people, when they think about American politics, they tended in the past to think of it as a struggle between Democrats and Republicans. When people are seeing a lot of Republicans or office holders with an R behind their name who aren't stepping forward, I think a lot of people are seeing that this is really a fight between the swamp and people who are willing to fight for regular Americans. What's, what's your take on that, Mark? I, I, you know, I, I made a similar observation the other day on my radio show. I'm not, I'm not sure where these folks are, but what's become more and more obvious that at every step here, uh, when we see investigations that, like the Durham investigation, that have, what happened? What, what, what happened in that investigation? Why has that taken 
so yeah. long. Maybe it still produces fruit. Maybe it doesn't. Um, you, you have to wonder when you look at things like that, just how widespread is this? We already saw problems at the top of the FBI. We know there's been a hesitation even under a, a, a Bill Barr administration and DOJ to come forward with certain documents yes. that uh, people have been requesting for months now, right? For a long um, time now, it, it's yes. From, it's, it's maddening that we, under a Trump administration, we're not able to immediately get document releases that we know the documents exist because people with uh, security clearances have seen them. And even the president right. can't seem to shake those things loose. Uh, now we look at yeah. at this at the, this um, election result, and and not only do you see it in the politicians, you see it in the justice system. Within my opinion, yeah. jurists who are unwilling to be the one, the one that says, okay, there's there's evidence of wrongdoing here, and regardless of the consequences, even if it means setting aside two million votes in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm going to do it because it's right. We don't have anybody in America willing to do that. Do it. Yeah, I, they cert, they, there's, it certainly uh, is the case that we're just seeing cowardice, uh, I think, across the country. Well, folks, uh, if you want to have a strong voice, you can go to Mark Cox. He's at 97.1. Uh, check him out on Facebook. Uh, Mark is also a big supporter of law enforcement, and here at um, on america's voice and at just the news we always make a special effort to honor our uh men and women who are in uniform and speaking of veterans and the military uh, the army navy football game is also coming up this weekend and some of the folks at the navy recently posted this video take a look hi i'm rylan and i'm still in the navy here at the Joint Operations Center, we're tracking the upcoming Army-Navy football game. Now I know what you may be wondering. Are we social distancing? Hell yeah we are. With COVID-19, our world looks a little different. Masks are the new norm. Oh shit. Video teleconferencing is how we get work done. Well, it looks like we're all here. Hey Captain, can you adjust your camera for us? Of course. And self-monitoring for symptoms is important. Wow, you're so hot. Thanks. No, like your temperature. This year, America's game will take place at Army West Point. For more on Army, here's Captain Ferguson. Thanks, Rylan. Army West Point's been on the foundation of honor. Hey, hey, come on. However, this time of year can be cold, dark, and gray. Back to you, Rylan. Thanks. So this year, sanitize. Tastes pretty good. That's rubbing alcohol. And socially distance. Hello? For this game, none of the fans will be at the stadium. But all of us, some from home. This stupid meeting, I just, it's not. E others from afar. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll watch Navy. Beat Army. Beat, Beat Army. Wait, what? Beat Army. So grab a mask, stay healthy, and beat Army.
Well, Army and Navy are going to be fighting it out this weekend, so tune in for that. Coming up next here on America's Voice is Dr. Gina Primetime. Stay right where you are. We'll be back with you tomorrow night.